Welcome to the Chlorine King Podcast, where your host, Eric Taylor, will discuss tips for the do-it-yourselfer, answer listeners' questions, conduct product reviews, and host special guests from the pool industry. Grab your swimsuits and let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the Chlorine King Podcast. The season's coming to an end and I really hope that your season's been amazing like ours has. Our growth has been great and only continues to get better. A lot of stuff is in the works for us here at Chlorine King and you all be kept up to date with what's going on. So let's take a second to recognize the show's sponsor, Riptide Vacuum Systems. With the robust cart and blow-off proof bags, this vacuum will make your pool spotless and quicker so you can service more pools. Check them out at RiptideVac.com. Now let's take a look at this week's question. Anna wants to know what she can do to make her pool run smoothly during the winter time. Well Anna, there's a couple things you can expect. The first thing I would do is turn down the run time to save on some of your power. An old school train of thought is for every 10 degrees it is hot outside, you need to run for one hour to keep the pool looking good. So if it's 60 degrees outside, old school train of thought, six hours will do. Then you can expect to use less chlorine as well. Chlorine lasts longer in colder water, so you'll save on some chemical costs. And generally speaking, the water will have less adjustments because the pool isn't being used as frequently, there's less rainstorms, so you can generally save on other chemical costs as well. Still test weekly though. Finally, I would keep your alkalinity on the higher end of the recommended range to keep the LSI in check. If you run the index in the summertime and the wintertime, you'll notice the temperature is the biggest change in the things that we can't control. If you have an alkalinity of 80 in the summer, and all things else in check, it will keep balance during the summer water temps. If you run that same alkalinity of 80 during the winter time, when the water can be 30 degrees lower, you'll more than likely have corrosive water. So keep the alkalinity up and keep that LSI in check. I hope this helps. If you need any further help, Anna, don't hesitate to reach out and I'd love to help you. The topic tonight is what are the major lessons I learned over the course of 2019? I hope these tips will make your 2020 season more productive and fruitful. We'll take a look at some of the major aspects of the pool business as a whole as far as the operation goes and talk about where I saw success and where I saw failures. So without further ado, let's get started. So for the service side of things, communication is ultra important. It's one of those things that lets the clients know that you really care about your business because you're constantly keeping them informed with what's going on. Uh, I've had, you know, service companies tell me before that the clients just, you know, they're hard to communicate with, and I haven't found that to be the case. It's very simple to shoot off a text or an email or whatever, just to let them know what's going on, why you're doing things the way you're doing, you know, if things change, like for Thanksgiving this week, we're obviously not servicing uh, Thanksgiving, so... The first thing I did is went ahead and fired off an email to everybody that's a client of mine just saying, hey, this is how the schedule is going to work this week so we can have Thanksgiving off. I've had probably three quarters of my clientele email me back saying, hey, thanks for the update. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving and stuff like that. So being communicative is very important. Uh, And to reiterate, anytime I need a time off, I've never had clients complain because they know that you know, they're always kept up to date. There's no surprises. It's not like I just didn't show up for a week or two and they have to contact me and say, hey, what's going on? I go ahead and let them know in advance. And it also gives the clients a more personal touch for the holidays. So 
you know, I just let them know about Thanksgiving, wish them a happy Thanksgiving. Christmas time comes around, I'm going to send a Christmas email, you know, saying happy holidays and stuff like that. And every year I always get responses back on how much I love it. And again, it's just communication is very key to run a successful service business. It's just the way it is. Make sure you always answer their calls. If you can't answer right away, get back to them, that kind of thing. I've seen companies lose business. I've had clients tell me they went with me because I picked up the phone where other companies just weren't. So be more attentive and communicative with your clients on the service side of things, and I'm sure that you guys are going to succeed. On the repair side of things, the number one thing that I could stress is read the manual. I see things installed incorrectly all the time. I can give you two stories this that I saw just this week. I did a video on YouTube recently about a salt system I installed six months prior. The client wanted me to come back out and install a heat pump, so I was happy to do that. I went out there. An electrical company came in the meantime and did some electrical work. Well, they took what I did and wired the salt system to directly to a breaker, which is a big no-no. And uh, that could have been some serious issues. So I fixed that issue. But thing was, had they read the manual, they would have seen they had to hook the system to the load side of the timer. Simple as that. Another job I went out to just yesterday. This pump died prematurely. It's a year old. It still had the red tag on it, for crying out loud. And sure enough, I get out there. There's two street 90s back to back going in and out of the pump. That's a huge no-no. The manual says right there, five times the diameter of the pipe. He had two inches of pipe, or two-inch pipe, excuse me. So he should have used uh, 10 inches of pipe going in and out of the pipe, or pump, excuse me. But he didn't read the manual, so he installed it incorrectly. Be responsive to the needs of clients. Uh, This is another huge thing, you know. Don't sit there and put stuff off for weeks and weeks at a time. One of the people I help with work i gave him a job the other day he goes oh i'll contact him and let him know i can get to him sometime you know after you know the new year it's an entire month it's we're not that busy get to him sooner be responsive to their needs clients really appreciate that another important thing that i learned is use a no pressure tactic through education you don't want to sit there and shovel stuff down people's throats and and pressure them to buy stuff because I wouldn't want that if I were a client, would you? So don't sit there and say, hey, you need this, you need that, you need that. Don't create a laundry list for them. Give them what they really honestly need. And then how you make more sales is get them to ask questions. So in other words, you know, through education, talk about variable speeds, talk about automation, talk about heat pumps, how much uh, more efficient uh, and less operational cost it is to operate than gas. You know, things like that. Then they're going to start asking you questions. And then you need to be on top of your game to make sure you can answer them because that's going to sell a job for you. Not necessarily getting them to ask the questions, but how you respond in a non-pressure way is going to get you more sales. And then lastly, to show up when you say you're going to. I mean, that's a huge thing for me too. I To go along with communication, I get jobs all the time because they're like, wow, you showed up. I had several people say, wow, a contractor that actually shows up early. You know, it's one of those things that just goes a step further and just will make your business more successful. Moving on, I'm going to talk about employees now. As I've grown, I've hired more employees. It's just the nature of the beast. You got to make sure that you treat them properly and make them feel part of the family because you know what? 
They're making you money. They're doing work for you. You want them happy at all costs. You know, ask them for their thoughts with scenarios that will affect them. You know, I got a new uh, employee. Well, he's not new, new, but I mean, he's six months new. Uh, you know, anytime I change his route or I'm thinking about changing his route or having him do repairs, I always call him, ask him, hey, what's your schedule like for this day? What's your schedule like for that day? Even though I got his uh, route sheet right in front of me, I like to call and ask him. I want to see if he's got anything going on with his family or whatever because I'm going to ask him to take more time out of the day that he may not have planned for to do something for me. The least I could do is ask him, hey, are you available? If not, let's pick a day that's sooner than later to get you out there to take care of these clients for you. In addition to that, make sure you pay them well. You know, uh, I can't stress enough how I had a guy call me last week asking for a job, and he's a major competitor in my area, and I found out the dude was making $11 an hour. And to me, that's just asinine. I mean, I would rather go flip burgers for $15 an hour than go sweat in the sun all day for 11 uh, My guys are paid significantly more, and in fact, more than double uh, of that. So my guys are extremely happy with what they do. They're paid extremely well, so they're willing to do good work for me. It's a so it's a, it's a uh, it's cyclical, you know. You charge a higher rate, you can pay your guys more. They do a better service. Clients are more happy. It's a win-win. It's when you're not charging enough, you can't afford to pay your guys that much. You're shoving more work down their throat. They're overworked, underpaid. You see the vicious circle there. So make sure you pay them well. Make sure you offer them perks. You know, each of my guys uh, have perks. You know, my, the new guy I was just talking about. He has a gym membership that he wants. I said, hey, you want a perk? You want a Netflix membership? You want a gym membership? You know, what do you like to do that I can help supplement as a thank you for working for me? And he's very uh, appreciative of that, as is my other employees, because uh, they all have their own perks. Make sure you do things above and beyond just the paycheck. Take them out to eat. Take them to ball games. Uh, another thing I'm doing starting 2020 is I'm going to offer my guys retirement because I want them taken care of even after they're done working for me as a thank you for working for me. Uh, if you think about it, guys, you're they're giving you part of their life, making you money. The least you can do is say thank you and say, hey, I want to take some steps to make sure that you're taken care of after you're done working for me because I really appreciate you. And again, that just adds to the cyclical, hey, I'm happy to work for this guy and I'm going to do good work, and it's just a win-win. So treat your guys right. Now let's move on to the manufacturer segment. I found that the manufacturer reps are very, they're sort of the guys in the background that make sure that you're running properly, handling issues when you have them and stuff like that. And as I've grown my repair side of things, you know, my manufacturer reps have become more and more vital to my daily operations. You know, I've become very friendly with uh, the majority of my reps because, well, actually all of my major three uh, reps, uh, they're the ones that are always going to get you out of those binds when products fail, clients are unhappy with a product that's causing issues that's outside of your control. It's just a product that's having an issue. Um, no need to get into what products have what issues, but, every, you know, products have issues. It's just the way it is. Everything's man-made. Everything can fail. And the reps are going to be the ones that are going to take care of you, make sure you get the parts and all that fun stuff. You know, and then you start getting more uh, into a personal friendship with these guys. You start, you know, doing more personal things outside of the pool business. You know, one of my reps, uh, he 
was in a hospital for a surgery. I went and visited him because uh, I want to make sure he's okay. And I feel like he would do the same for me. So I went and hung out with him in the hospital a couple times while he was having a surgery. Not literally surgery. You know what I mean. Uh, you know, I've gone out to eat with all my reps. I've uh, gone shooting uh, with another rep of mine. You know, I like hanging out with people and networking because it just makes the network stronger. And I found that they're more likely to pick up the phone if you're a good friend of them. If you're if you're constantly just using them as just a resource, hey, give me this, give me that, but I don't want to talk to you outside of that, they're a lot more, um, they reciprocate back better to you when you're more friendly with them. So I say be friends with them. And, you know, I would, I'd like to give a shout out to all my reps now. So from Pentair, you know, Fred and Brad, you guys have been phenomenal. I really appreciate you. You guys have always been there for me when I needed it. From Jandy, Ryan, Kyle, and Lee, y'all have been fantastic. Like I said, your guys' customer service is great. I really love working with you guys. And recently, John from Hayward has been awesome with me. Um, in the beginning of my business, I had some issues with Hayward, but uh, John's really fixed that as far as that goes. He's been absolutely responsive. Uh, he's out there when I need him. So he's been awesome. All three have been great as far as the big three in the customer service. So I just want to say thanks to the manufacturers. And uh, that's basically it. So that's it for this episode, guys. I really hope you guys uh, can take some tidbits from this and some nuggets and uh, really make next year a great year. I genuinely appreciate all of your listeners out there and, uh, and all the support you guys show me on the various social media outlets. I really do appreciate it. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have topic ideas so we can keep the good times rolling. Stay tuned for the next episode. This is Chlorine King signing off. That's all for tonight, and thanks for tuning in. Please send any comments or ideas, how-to and guest appearance requests, and product review suggestions to eric at chlorinekingpools.com. Remember, if life piddles in your pool of dreams, just add some chlorine and keep swimming. See you next time.